Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Good morning. Welcome to the Gospel for Life. Unfortunately, we are not all in the studio this morning. I do have Phil Moran from Christ Presbyterian and Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring. Gentlemen, good to have you back after a little hiatus. Very it is good. really good to be back. I mean, it's good to see one another. It's good to know that uh, you know how the Lord's been working. We we come in the studio and we ended up talking for a half hour, forty five minutes before we ever get on air. So it's it's wonderful to catch up. Yep, we do have good fellowship around here, and we're missing Josh today. Um, in fact, I'm not even sure where he is. No, but. I'm not. well, I do know. I this is just full disclosure for you guys that last week um, Josh did do. Accuse you guys of of child neglect that the parents left and left the children alone in the studio again. So, <laughs> yeah, and now our fearless yeah. leader is has abandoned us. You got along without us. If you've been following with us, we've been working our way through the Psalms. We'll be wrapping that up in the next little bit. Um, we just finished up the Songs of Ascent, and we're now we're looking at Psalm one thirty six, um, and this is. All the psalms are unique in some ways, but this is a psalm unlike any other. Um, it's guys, why would I say the, that? As the great Hallel song, um, the great praise psalm, uh, it, uh, and there's a repetition in there for a lot of people. You know, the fact the repetition, you know, in reading it, it's just simply reading it, sometimes it feels a little bit uh, stilted, maybe boring. You know, you wonder if it's ever going to end because. Uh, 26 times there's a reference to the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. And yet, if you understand that, that's a great comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter what your circumstances are or situation, you get that refrain. Yeah, the repetition of that phrase in Psalm 136, for his steadfast love endures forever, it does get tedious. And it's obviously... Um, intended, the psalm is intended to be read aloud by the people of God in worship, and it's very liturgical uh, in that uh, there's a call and response. The, yeah, the that's leader, the refrain. Yeah. Yes, the leader would give the, uh, one line of, of, of truth about who God is, and then the congregation responds with, for his steadfast love endures forever. And um, as Jonathan's pointing out, 26 times. And um, it's it, it, it does... It does get tedious in, in and, fact, and intentionally so. In, in fact, the way we say it, though, is actually a little bit longer than the Hebrew would be. It would be just six syllables in Hebrew, but we, in English, it extends out yes. even. Uh, so, so in some ways, the repetition is is ingrained in in uh, our English as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Is it too far to to go to say that this is the the greatest truth about who God is? I, I don't think that goes too far. Well, um, and that's why 
that's why, as I was saying a moment ago, it it the to the human attention span, it begins to feel tedious. And maybe, maybe by the time you've said it 26 times, that, that truth begins to penetrate your heart, which yeah. is why it's repeated over and over and over again. Why? My because own. there's nothing more true. There's nothing more important to yeah. know about the faithfulness of God. My uncle used, was in advertising. He used to say that it takes six to stick. And uh, 26 times will actually stick that in your memory uh, yes. that, you know, on the steadfast love of the Lord. It is a, you know, I don't know if the, when we talk about the greatest, I mean, in fact, as pastors, sometimes we say this is the greatest passage. This is the most wonderful. You know, I try to say these are, this, here's a refrigerator verse for you. you. You can put it on your refrigerator and remind yourself of these things. But this is really, um, you know, when we think about, the, you know, God's faithfulness, you know, uh, we fail all the time. God's faithfulness endures. Uh, this is something that uh, needs to be impressed upon us. You know, God only works with sinners. Sinners, you know, we're, we're sinners. Everyone that comes into this world comes into this world in sin. And uh, the, the fact that uh, his electing love, his love is set upon a person, that's eternal. Yes. That's, that's, that's what this is really telling us here. So what's the rest of the psalm about? So I, we know that there's this refrain that happens over and over again, but what's the context in which the, the refrain is inserted? What? You know, there's there's several several ways in which this you know he's referred uh, you know in one sense to the God of gods. You know, he's, it's the Creator, the Rescuer, the Victor, the Friend in Need, the God in Heaven. You know, it's just a um, number of references to who He is and what He's done. Um, you know, from creation to just sustaining not only creation but us as well. Yes, it's a it's a litany of the great saving acts of God. Um, mm-hmm. the, the God of the Bible, uh, the Holy One of Israel, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, um, is not a, passive, um, n- not a passive God. He's a God who acts on behalf of his people, who acts with saving power. And so that's what this Psalm, uh, Psalm 136 is reminding us again and again and again. His steadfast love endures forever, and we know uh, because of his great saving acts that he has acted on behalf of his people uh, through so many different ways, and it gives us a, re- a review of some, some Old Testament salvation history. Mm-hmm. Um, and then each time, after each reminder of his action, then the phrase is repeated, for his steadfast love endures forever. And the and the phrase uh, "give thanks to the Lord," which appears um, in the first three verses, there, "give thanks to the Lord, uh, for He is good; His steadfast love endures forever." You'll you'll find that "give thanks to the Lord" uh, repeated three times. It doesn't repeat throughout the psalm, but that is understood with each uh, consecutive phrase that would invite this response. And the and even in some ways, to give thanks is not necessarily, it really is take attention, uh, acknowledge that God is this way. Uh, you know, it's drawing attention to who he is and what he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, give attention. 
because the Lord is good. Give give attention um, because he's the God of God. Give attention uh, because he alone does wondrous things. That's the impact of it. Now, we call the show The Gospel for Life. So where does this psalm intersect with with our day-to-day life? I mean, how do we apply this? How do we live this? How do we embody these truths given the the moment that we're living in right now the psalm teaches us to first acknowledge god as our creator he's the one who does great wonders who who, by him he may understand by his understanding he made the heavens he spread out the earth above the waters uh he made the great lights in other words the stars the sun the moon the sun to rule over the day the moon and the stars by night four and each time his steadfast love endures forever and then it shifts in verse 10 into God's great, the central saving act of God in the Old Testament for his Old Testament people is the deliverance of the Hebrew people from slavery in Egypt. That God with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm uh, delivered his people from, from bondage and from the, from the grasp of, of Pharaoh. And once again, this is this is who God is. God is our great saving God, who by pure grace has intervened in the world, intervened in the lives of his people to liberate us from everything that would hold us captive, that would separate us from him. And as, as Christians, uh, this psalm is just a tremendous reminder of who we are and, and who God is and uh, makes a great morning psalm, I think, uh, to remind to remind remind me that God is my creator. God has made the world around me out of his great faithful love. And, you know, I I was not there to be delivered out of slavery in Egypt, but God sent his son into the world for me and for you, believer, to liberate us from captivity to sin and death and hell and to make us a new creation. Uh, this psalm is all about who we are. Uh, and who and who, but most of all, who God is—that God is our great saving God, who whose faithfulness endures forever. And when I begin to lose sight of that, about who God's great faithfulness, this psalm—I mean, how could you miss it when it's repeated twenty-six times that His steadfast love endures forever? It's His loyal, uh, steadfast, uh, abiding love. When I think of it, I think of uh, the passage in Second uh, Timothy. Uh, chapter 2, um, this saying is a trustworthy saying. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. There's a, um, a warning against uh, apostasy, but it's, then it goes on to say, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. And you know, the thing for us, it's the, an assurance here that we're called to be in, to endure and be faithful, but also um, that salvation does not ultimately rest on our faithfulness, but on the perfect faithfulness of Christ. And and this is what is being uh, displayed in Psalm one thirty six, uh, the deliverance that you talked about. Um, you know, the great deliverance act in the Exodus, which is the narrative of our own Christian experience in, in narrative form. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we've been delivered from sin and, and bondage there. Ultimately, it rests on the steadfast love of the Lord, which endures forever. Yep. It's interesting that the psalm 
starts with creation, deals with redemption, but it also deals with ongoing work. I mean, we're not just saved. Um, it goes on and says that to him who led his people through the wilderness. Well, that's where we are right now. After coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. uh, the New Testament will talk about us as being aliens and strangers, pilgrims. Right. Um, that's our wilderness wandering, if you will, of the Old Testament. Um, but then it talks about the fact that he's the one that defeats all of these enemies and gives them land. Yes. And so the picture of Psalm 136 is is the entire journey of the child of God, um, hmm. from being born to being born again, and then eventually being led all the way safely home to the great place of inheritance, uh, to heaven. Mm-hmm. And the refrain that uh, Jonathan was stressing is that it's really not dependent upon us. It's dependent upon God's faithfulness, that every step of the way, I can rest in the fact that I am being kept and guided and protected by this great, faithful, loyal, loving Heavenly Father. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, years ago, I I did a, did a liturgical reading of this psalm with a church group. We didn't didn't do it in worship, but um, I, I warned the group ahead of time. I said, "No, I'm going to read the, I'm going to read the the first line, and you're all going to respond with the line that's repeated 26 times. For His steadfast love endures forever." And I said, "It's going to feel tedious, but by the time we get to the end of it, I hope it begins to penetrate your heart." And I couldn't believe the number of people that came up to me afterwards and said, "Thank you, thank mm-hmm. you so much for reading us through that psalm." I, you know, I, I was resistant, but it was so refreshing to hear so many times his steadfast love endures forever. And our prayer is that today that that will be the phrase that goes through your mind, that the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. You've been listening to the Gospel for Life. See you tomorrow. 